2: Welcome to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, flying solo this week, Pastor Ken Keltner for Brookside Baptist Church. We'll be back next week. In studio, a guy that I've known for a long time. And uh, I think just about everybody listening probably knows Marcus Hines. There might be three people in the city of Milwaukee that do not know Marcus. Uh, I'm so proud to be on the coaching staff at Green and Martin Luther with him. And it's so good that he's back in town. Marcus, how you been?
1: Man, I've been good, man. It's just a pleasure to be back here in Milwaukee.
2: Well, man, we're happy to have you back. I got to tell you, Marcus, and the fact that, you know, you decided you had a lot of options on where to coach this year. And uh, for Coach Wallersheim and me, it, it's just been a blessing to have you on our staff. These kids have benefited um, greatly with you with you uh, on the staff, and, and thank you so much for coaching with us.
1: Man, it's been a pleasure coaching with you guys, man. I've been knowing Coach Wallersheim. And Coach McGivern, Mike, for you for a long time, and it's just a blessing. People don't know the history between me and uh, Coach Wallerstein. We won a state championship at Dominican in 1999 and 2000, the last the tournament. And um, just working with Coach Wallerstein has been a pleasure. And you, Coach McGivern, man, you be you the man. You a legend in Milwaukee.
2: You're a legend in my own <laughs> mind. You know, you you want a couple with them, and then I want a couple with them if, with the W in the WIAA. And then le- I left uh, coaching with him to go to Calvary Baptist in Manami Falls. My son, was uh, Matthew, was a sophomore. And I left, and I was just going to be a parent. And the assistant coach at Calvary Baptist was taking a three-year missionary trip. And Jeff Chestnut said, come, come on. You and me, co-coaches, we'll do this together. And we won three uh, Christian uh, state tournaments. And it was really fun. Maybe the best three years I ever coached. And, and and no offense to anybody I've ever coached with or any players, but when you get a chance to coach your own son, there's something special with that.
1: Yeah, that's a treat, man, to coach your own son. Everybody I hear that uh, has a son and they've won a championship and they can coach their son and have that intimate time with their kid, it's just a blessing.
2: It is. I, I agree. I, I People said, you're leaving Dominican to go to Calvary Baptist? And I said, yep. We had 67 kids in the whole school. Seven boys on the basketball team. I call this the Caucasian invasion, man. We just what? You know what? I'm not kidding. These kids had no idea, Marcus. They didn't know they. They were used to playing on that postage stamp of Christian schools, right? And then I show up, and I'm doing my high school basketball show, and Ray Cur- um, Curry, yeah, uh, from Homestead, is yeah. in the guy, studio. Great guy. Yeah. And he goes, uh, we get to a break, and he says, "Hey, look, the John Shakur's Classic. I, uh, I'm short one team." I need somebody to play Milwaukee Hamilton. I said, we'll play him. And he laughed. And he said, come on, man. I said, No, I'm not kidding. We'll play him. We're not W-I-A-A. I can play as many games as I want. Right. He said, Do you know anybody else? I said, No. Two-hour show Marcus, it took me an hour and 45 minutes to convince this man that we would not embarrass him. And I said, I promise you, we're not bad. We're we're not, we're not, you know, Milwaukee Hamilton, maybe not that good, but we're not bad. And so he finally decided he had no other options. He said, Okay. The night before we played them, they played at King, right? And King was like three or four in the state, and Hamilton stuck with him for a while. Lost by twelve. We get in the car. My son said, "What have you done?" <laughs> I said, "What? We're fine." And in my head, I thought, "Man, what have I done?" We we come out. We get to, we get to to Homestead, and uh, we're our kids are sitting around. A kid from Milwaukee, Hamilton, gets up and he walks and he sits right in the middle of all our guys, right. And he starts eating Starburst, waving his guys. And I thought, you gotta be kidding me. We go in the locker room to get to get ready, and one of our players said, "Well, coach, why do you do that?" I said, "Well, he's trying to intimidate you." Yeah. He goes, "Cool, someone's trying to intimidate Calvary Baptist?" I said, "Exactly. You know, don't worry about it." They they win the tip, and they get an alley oop dunk. And they're celebrating. We get the ball up the court hit a three. Right. So we're up 3-2. They come back, run a backdoor, and they get another dunk. Yeah. We come down hit a three. We're right. up 6-4. They're celebrating like they won the national championship. <laughs> back and forth it goes. We're down 12 with about two and a half to go. We hit a bucket, take a timeout, and just switch our press. We went from a simple 12 press. Now we're going to face guard and switch screens. Yeah. And they started throwing the ball away. Right. And we start hitting shots. Uh-huh. And uh, we're down three with about twenty five seconds to go and we get a steal and my son hits a deep three to tie right, it. Exactly. Take my last time out, we switch the screen the the, the whole press again and they turn it over and we, we get on top, run Florida or flat, yeah. right? Matthew beat the kid and he went up and that kid that came over right. was gonna sl- was gonna block it. And Matthew slipped it to our center, laid it in, the buzzer went off and we beat him. Mm-hmm. That kid took his jersey off. He threw it down. He said, we just by, we just got beat by a bunch of effing scrubs. And I said, son, pick up the jersey. Wait till you get to the locker room to say that about us. Yeah. And he said, F you to me. And I looked at you know, this pre Yeah. I looked at their coach. I said, what are you going to do about this? He said, what can I do? And I thought, oh, man. I get in the locker room. Now, we just beat Milwaukee Hamilton. Yeah. goes playing Ham- uh, Homestead after. Right, right. Head coach from uh, McGowanago, I didn't know at that point. Uh-huh. He comes down, because all we had on these raggedy old jerseys with Eagles. Right. He comes down, he goes, who are you guys? I said, we're the mighty Eagles from Calvary Baptist. You want some? He said, no. No, don't no know, I don't none, I want none. Yeah. I get to the locker room, Marcus, and, and Johnny Olson says, hey, are we getting free pizza tonight? <laughs> I said, you just beat Milwaukee Hamilton. He goes, I know, we're getting free pizza. <laughs> right. Marcus, they didn't have any idea. What they yeah, just did exactly, and it was it was just an it's awesome a testimony, right? it a testimony. It was testimony. It was an awesome place to coach, and, and and really had a lot of fun. Really strong kids in their faith. Let's talk about you. You went to Mesmer for two years, yes, and transferred to Dominican. I went to
1: Mesmer for three years and transferred to Dominican my senior Your year. Your senior year, yeah. Uh,
2: you know, I came and scouted for Coach Hines that uh-huh. year, right? And um, it was it, it was an eye opening experience for me, <laughs> right? And you know, good guy, yeah, good guy. Coaching-wise, um, I, I questioned him a little bit, but I was just a grade school coach, so what did I know? Right. He had me scout Milwaukee Marquette. Uh-huh. And I I, saw, I knew Marquette stuff better than they did. That's exactly. how many times I saw him play. Right. I came to talk to the coaching staff at Dominican, and I put on the board, do not play zone, do not play zone, do not play zone, do not play zone. You guys start out in a man, and, and I'm not kidding. I remember it. You guys were up, it was like 9-3, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Marquette takes a timeout. You guys come out in the zone and coffee goes off and you guys lose by fifteen or something. Right.
1: And especially for coffee. That's what coffee does. Well shoot.
2: Just sat out there and shot man. it. But
1: you know, I, I totally agree. You know, we should stay. You never change up, and that's what usually happens. You know, I question that too. Going to You, into you the guys zone. were good, man. Yeah, we were good.
2: You guys were that was a good Mallory, right? Yes,
1: Jeff Mallory. We had um, Stevenson. Yes, we had Steve Stevenson, we had Rodney DeWalt. Yeah, DeWalt. We had Dude. Jeff Tyron, we had a uh, um I think Jim Doma, uh Jim was on our team. We had a, we had, had a, a good team. Dominican did your brother play then too? And my brother Tommy. Yeah. No, Tommy was just a. Uh, he was eighty seven.
2: And what year were you? I was eighty five. I think he was on that roster.
1: No, he wasn't. He was. He was on. Um, he was eighty seven. No, he wasn't on our roster then. Uh.
2: Uh-uh. Well, maybe I. How? Why did I? Are you sure? You might have
1: thought about Rodney DeWalt because we was both short.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. For some reason, I thought Thomas Hines was on that. Nope.
1: He was on the 80. He was 87. He graduated 87.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. So was
1: he, he was at with, Dominican? Oh, I forget the coach at Dominican at that time.
2: Well, at, after uh, Rich who? Fanning came That's in. That's who it was. So Rich hired me. Rich, I know, I know, and he's he's a strong brother in faith. Yes. I want oh, you to know right. that. And that's awesome, right? But you know what? He uh, <laughs> yeah. it, 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 we, he then uh, hired me at Dominican. Yeah. I, I I was doing a grade school game, and Bob Duquette walked in. Yes, Bob I Duquette. Bob Duquette. Oh, yeah. I don't know where. Asked me to work his camp. Worked his camp. Rich fans at the camp asked me to be his, his his assistant, and then I actually hired Coach Wallersheim as my assistant. Wow. He was my assistant. I was the head JV coach. He was my assistant. And uh, and then I had I, we had, Terry and I had our second, and I said, "Look, I need to I need to go back to grade school. I can't. She, it's hard, two kids." And then he got the head job, and the idea was I'd come back and be his assistant right. when my son got to fifth grade at right. St. Margaret Mary. Right, and that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. and it, that first year was hard because I was used to being his boss, and then yeah, he, he he should be the boss. He's yeah. really good.
1: Yeah, who was that? Paul. Oh, yeah, Paul's awesome.
2: Man. He's an awesome coach. Like, you know,
1: right now. You know, I get people saying, "Heinz, man, you you ain't nothing but a head coach. You what are you doing?" I'm like, "Man, I just love it because Paul, he loves those kids. He's genuine. He knows what he's doing." I, I laugh when people say uh, a coach can't coach, and I've won like six, seven state championships. Right? Who says that? I do. I, <laughs> I don't get it. I hater haters. You know haters. what? I, I'm
2: telling you, straight I, up haters. I, <laughs> yes, and Paul, what what people don't understand, and and now that you're back coaching them, he's changed.
1: Yeah, he's changed a lot. More he's laid changed back. A lot.
2: Um, and our guys don't believe that. They're like, "Are you kidding?" Oh, he's way laid back. Way laid back. Yeah, and he's really, um, you know, what's what in his life with having now he's got three kids. Yes,
1: I can see the difference in him
2: so much. Yeah, Christ,
1: I, that's what God does.
2: Him and I have had this conversation, <laughs> Marcus, and and right. and the the what Lord the Lord has done in both of our lives has been incredible. Yeah, mine too, through man. through some you know tough yeah. times. Yeah. And when you think what well, you know, I can't believe this is happening, and then all of a sudden you realize why. Oh, you know, yeah. it takes you a little while to figure it out, but you realize why. Hey, after in in the time we have in this in this segment, um, so you go to Dominican, uh, Division One basketball player, yep. and you go to UW Green Bay, yep. good Play. choice for you.
1: Yes, you know it was a good choice for me coming playing for Dick Bennett, one of the best coaches ever. XO, X and O, learning the defense, just uh, just get you right in your life. And uh, then being with Tony Bennett, he's awesome at Virginia. But, you know, that style of basketball wasn't, good, wasn't the best for me.
2: Right, wasn't a you great know, fit. but
1: wasn't a great fit, but I learned so much, and that's why I became the coach I am. And I won state championships because I took what Dick Bennett taught me and put a little twist to it. But what Dick Bennett taught me, discipline, right. Uh He's 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 marvelous. Strong in his faith. Yeah, strong definitely. Man. And Tony Bennett, and you you can see how he's being blessed. Yes, sir. That fella could end up being a coach of the year again this year on what he's doing
2: on this show. And I told this, I said this last week because Ralph Mural was our was our uh, guest, yes. and uh, I said, look, we've had Tony Dungy, we've had Mark Jackson, yes, we've had uh, Bobby Bowden and Don Beebe, all that, Pastor Daryl Strawberry. The only show I've ever been nervous to do dick bennett yeah and i told dick that he goes why are you nervous having an old guy like me on i said coach i'm such a fan on the line up the line if i hear that one more time in my life and he laughed he said you don't have to be nervous with me young man don't worry about it and but i was because i'm such a big fan of his yeah and i just loved look people said he's he's taken basketball back 15 years when he's at wisconsin i loved it yeah those kids worked Hard and defended, tried to keep the ball on one side of the floor on the lineup line, made everything difficult. Once
1: again, didn't they make it to the final four? Yeah, they did. So.
2: I don't want to hear about it. I don't it. want to hear
1: about it either. <laughs> uh-uh.
2: Hey, Marcus, we're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we're going to start to talk a little bit about uh, your faith and how it's affected your life professionally and personally, and we'll talk a little bit about some of the things that have happened recently, um, and 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 I want to talk about the pastor at the Infinite, Infinite Church. Yes. He is, uh, he is making a difference in your life. Yes, he and, is. And uh, we want to talk about that church a little bit, and we're going to talk more with Marcus Hines on the other side of the break. Again, fine solo this week, Pastor Ken Kelt. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, again flying solo this week. My special guest, and, and he is my friend. And I just, uh, I'm proud to say he's, he, he is a friend of mine. He is Marcus Hines. He coached at Milwaukee, Vincent, Milwaukee, Messmer at Homestead. Now an assistant coach at Greendale, Martin Luther, uh, with Coach Wallershine, myself, and Tori, And uh, so far, so good. Good year so far.
1: Oh, yeah, man. We're loving it. We're 6-0, and o, man. Playing some
2: great...
1: 7-0. 7-0. 7-0 playing against some... I never thought... Me and I know. Coach both said, I never thought we'd be seven and You know, I, I know we got a good team, but we be some heavy hitters.
2: Heavy yeah, hitters. So yeah. far, we've got some heavy hitters coming up. It's a long season, but these seniors have grown up a little bit, and it's been really fun. Marcus, you you moved to North Carolina for a little bit. Yes. Um, came back. What are you doing now? Where are you working?
1: Well, I'm back at um, I'm at back at NPS. Um, I'm at Thurston Woods High School. I have a wonderful principal, and her name is uh, Miss Bill, Felice Bill. Um, great, great staff. Um,
2: back where where the, is that located? It's
1: on 35th and and floors. Okay, uh, uh, high school
2: or middle school? K through 8th. K through 8th, yes. And what is it called? I'm sorry. Thurston Woods. Thurston Woods. And I do
1: a little bit of everything. I'm a teacher, I got a principal's license, so I underfill as an administrator. I run our PBIS program, which is positive. Uh, behavior intervention, intervention support. So I'm a jack of all trades. I love teaching.
2: I love kids. You're a Milwaukee guy. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and I am never. I've never lived any place but Milwaukee, right. Marcus. How, how are you feeling about where our city is at right now? Are you feeling? Are you feeling encouraged? Or are you feeling worried? Are you feeling like it's it, we're going in a great direction?
1: You know, I know we have a lot of bad stuff happening in the inner cities, but um, I feel like it's going in a good direction because uh, we have a new superintendent, Superintendent Posley, and he's awesome. Man, he's awesome. He's been in MPS all his life and his career in MPS, and he knows what we need. And um, our scores are improving in MPS good. schools. Good. I feel it's going in a great direction.
2: That's awesome. I, I'm really encouraged to hear you say that because, look— when you're on the outside, and I've, I'm not on the outside as far as the city walk, again, because I've never lived anywhere else, but being on the outside from MPS, uh, look, all I hear is bad things, yeah, and that's the only stuff that you hear, yeah. and and so I get discouraged. Right. I liked uh, the superintendent that just left. I liked her. Yeah. I, uh-huh. I did, uh-huh. and I thought um, I got to interview on the sidelines the driver, a couple of yeah. times. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah um, correct, yep. and I said to her a couple of things off the air and she said hey let 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 me just assure you that that we we don't have to break it we don't have to uh, blow it up yeah. we we the bones are strong and we're going to be fine yeah. we're going to be fine and 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 i'm really encouraged about some of the things that we're doing and and so i it's 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 cool to know that um mr posey has yes. been here Yes, so he he's knows. He's a
1: native, so he, he, and not he gets it driver was good, but yeah, I'm just I, saying Posey knows exactly. He's a native, so he knows. He understands, and he's it. been in. He came from the bottom. I mean, he was a teacher, good. and he went up the ranks, and he just paid his dues.
2: You know, it's interesting too. We the music we play on Faith and Zones, Pastor Marlon Locke, uh-huh. who you know. Oh, he's awesome. He's awesome. Yeah, his music <laughs> good is. a ball player too. Yeah, he could <laughs> knock down <a> jumper <laughs> yeah. too, and yeah. you coached his nephew. Yes, uh, uh, Isaiah Locke. Yes, yes. And we did a game at at your place, and oh, oh, he
1: made his day. He made his day by something you said to him.
2: Yeah, he's. Yeah. You know what? I I hope he's doing well. I don't know yeah. what's going on his in his life, but Pastor Marlon Locke has been sitting where you're sitting, and we've talked a couple of times about the whole Milwaukee thing. And he says the same thing. Look. Don't always just read the bad stuff. Dig for the good stuff because yeah, it's there. It There's is. some good stuff going. Hey, you're really happy at, at church, man. You're yes, you're man, feeling I'm on good. Fire. Yeah, you're man, on, on fire, fire aren't yeah, you? Yeah. <laughs> hey, who, what is the pastor's name?
1: Radante Ashford and his and his wife is Erica. Okay. Yeah, Pastor Erica. They're awesome. Two awesome individuals. Right. And yes.
2: and uh really leading you right now and, and we have this conversation as as two Christian men challenging each other, holding each other accountable, which I love and I need. Um, But I love the fact that you're willing to get up on the mountaintop a little bit right Uh, now. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm a different person now. You know, God can do anything. You know, I was in Charlotte at Elevations Church, great church, um, Pastor Steve Furrick, and then um, I moved back here, and I needed a small, intimate church, you know. Sure. uh, Don't get me wrong, Christian faith, Christ the King, all of them are wonderful churches, great pastors, but I needed that one-on-one. Right. And uh Pastor Rodon, my pastor man what's powerful. One on one.
2: Yeah, yeah, let me tell you real <laughs> quick and I've told the story and I'm going to ask you for your testimony yes. uh, throughout the show. Right. That um my wife was going to East Side Baptist there was probably 75 people in the church, small intimate church. Yep. And I would say hey don't drink the Kool-Aid at that cult that you're going to. Yep. And I was doing all the nonsense stuff that I was doing Marcus. Right. And um when the time came and and uh and when when the time came for me, uh-huh. when when I said, "Look, I can't," my wife said, "You need to figure this out." And I went down to Eastside Baptist and saw Pastor Daryl, and I yeah. waited outside. It was a Sunday night, Marcus, and I waited for everybody to leave. Yeah, and I walked in. I said, "Pastor, I need some help." And he said, "I knew you'd be here." Right. I said, "How'd you know I'd be here?" He said, "I didn't know when." Your wife has been praying for you for years. And wow. I knew you'd come. Right. I just didn't know when. Come on in. Let's chat. Wow. And I told him what I was going through and the the nonsense and what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And he said, Look, he picked up the Bible. He said, This is the only way I know how to help you. Yeah. And if that's not the direction you want to go, right. then I then you need to go. Uh-huh. But if you want to if you want to go into this, yeah. let's go. And I said, mm-hmm. Sir, let's go. And Pastor Derrett Eastside Baptist Church. Man, I, you know what? That's that's where I was when I fell to my knees and said, yeah. "Can't do this on my own anymore." Right, and it's amazing how the Lord can change you.
1: Man, amazing!
2: <laughs> and, and and thank goodness for for a wife that was praying for me. Yeah. I, I that was really important, obviously, right. to to me. Um, let's talk about that part with, with you. you divorced.
1: Yes. You know, and I got a man, my wife did the same thing for me and I was a knucklehead. Didn't yeah. want to listen. She's powerful. A great woman. Um, uh, she was a principal here in NPS, principal in Charlotte. She's now moved on to Houston. I wish her the best. She's yeah. an awesome woman. You know, I wish Miss I would have I do. Yeah. You know, she's a great person, but, um, we both in a different place in our lives and I want the best of her for her and I'm the best for me also.
2: Yeah. And yeah. you're getting that right now. Yes I am. Hey, let's talk. Did you grow up in and I know your dad a little bit, know your family a little bit. Did you grow up in a Christian home? Did you grow up in a church going home?
1: Yes I did. My mom and dad always it's been, in, you know, they didn't, They weren't faithful in the church, but they always had God in life because my grandma and granddad was, what, deacon? Everything was church. Okay. So they made sure they instilled it in us. So we always had that background. We didn't go as much as we should have, but um, God was always a part of our
2: lives. You know, it's interesting on this show that, and, and I grew up, in, I went to a Catholic grade school, Catholic high school, went to Uh uh-huh. and... Um, uh, they 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 handed us the Bible back then, yeah, and they said carry it. We'll tell you what's in it. Right. Don't worry about it. just when you, you look good when you carry this thing. Yeah. So and 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 someone gave me this line on this faith in the zone, but I knew Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. I knew him the same way I knew Abraham Lincoln. Right. I knew all the stories exactly. I had no relationship right. with him, but I could tell you the stories. But I didn't. I, I didn't know the personal side of it. I didn't know the accepting him part of it. And and it's just changed my life. Yeah. It, it really has. Hey, when when uh, when you think about your faith now and working in a public school, you got to be a little bit careful. Man, you got to be a little bit tough. careful, yeah, because yeah. because you got to you know you understand the public side of yes. it. Um, Pastor Ken, if he was here when he was coaching a public school, the principal said, "Look, you need to be um, as." As, uh, as soft as a dove and as tough as a serpent, something like that. Yeah. But but the thing was, you need to you know hold your faith and be strong, but you need to be soft yeah. with it and yeah. be quiet with it. And I would I would assume that you have to be a little bit careful. Yeah, you do
1: because you really want to bring. Because when I was in, like I said, in Charlotte, man, you got twelve year olds and fifteen year olds praising God. That's deep, more than a regular adult. But here, yeah. our kids, they just. Some don't believe in God. Some don't even understand, and they. Some, even,
2: even, some have never been in a church.
1: Never been in a church. It even came close. When, to a when I
2: went, my my daughter went. Uh, she visited Pensacola Christian College in Pensacola, Florida, and I uh-huh. went. I took the visit with her. Right. And on Friday night, she had stuff to do, so I went. Typical Mike in fashion. Found a high school football game to go to, uh-huh. in in Florida. Team from uh, high school from Florida playing a high school from Alabama in the same conference. And I went there, and both teams were like five hundred, but either team would win state up here. I mean, right. that's the talent. I grad I bought a program. It was probably sixty pages of a high school program, uh-huh. and thirty of them were for churches. right. And I talked to the guys next to me, I said, guys, this is a public school, right? They said, you're in the Bible belt, young man. Right. You are in the smack in the yeah. middle of the Bible belt. yeah, And you know what? it yeah, but every church down here wants we 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 were very open. To, to Christians talking to our kids. Right. And I thought, wow, we need to get that up in Wisconsin. And you know who's trying to do is Ralph Murrell yeah, with yeah, Fellowship yeah, of Christian Athletes. Yeah,
1: I, like, I like me some Ralph. Yeah, yeah he, he said
2: he shuts you down no, all the time you played. No, no. <laughs> no he never said that. No. You're not supposed to lie on faith in the well, zone. He never <laughs> said that, <laughs> Marcus. He just he said just, what, a, what a fine basketball player yes, you are. Yeah. He could play too. Yes, he could. Yeah, he was good. And we were faithfully in
1: the Elmbrook gym playing all the time. And he was a pastor
2: there now uh, doing what he's doing in southeast Wisconsin for Fellowship of Christian Athletes, trying to get – Their message out. And in fact, they're looking for an executive director. They just made a change. Uh And um, if anybody's interested, get a hold of Ralph, because what a great position. Hey, we're going to get to a break. other side of the break, Marcus Hines. We're going to talk a little bit more about his faith. We're going to talk about the church that he goes to and what drew this church to him. Talked about needing uh, some one-on-one and and, and a smaller church, and this church has been really good for him. Uh, 3940 North 21st Street. Uh, You can check them out on Facebook, in fact. The infinite church is their Facebook uh page and just to give you a quick quote we believe in the infinite promise of God infinite power of God and the presence of God and the infinite possibilities of God for me the possibilities i I love this line because I think yes. it fits in really well with with what what you're doing what I'm doing and and certainly what that church is doing and and I thank them for the work they that that, uh, that they're doing we're going to have that pastor on faith and zone soon yeah yeah, we're gonna get we him get in. Him.
1: He, you got to get him. But you know what? He can go on and on and on. Perfect. Might have to cut him off.
2: Too. No, that's good for me. I just asked him a question and oh, he you, he you, takes he go, it. He gonna
1: run it. That's good.
2: And in fact, the music on this show is is music from Pastor Marlon Locke. And in the in the uh, song that I use, because it just said it just reached to me when I heard it. It's uh, the line is I'm not the man. I want to be, but I thank God I'm not the man I used to be. And I felt like Pastor Locke wrote that for me. That's what I felt. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, the fan.
0: Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Sorens Ford of Brookfield. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All
1: this time, all this time, you covered me.
2: Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, again flying solo this week, Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. We'll be back next week. Our special guest this week in studio. Marcus Hines, he played up at UW-Green Bay from 1985 to 1989. He has won multiple state championships as a coach. Milwaukee Vincent, Milwaukee Mesmer Homestead, and now is as an assistant coach on the, on the bench with me over at Greendale Martin Luther. Hey, Marcus, um, what about this church for you? And I know we keep talking about the church, but what about the church and the people in the church really drew you to to, to the infinite church?
1: Well, when my principal told me about it, Miss Beale, she said, I got a church for you. Come visit it with me on Sunday. Man, I went to go visit it. You wouldn't believe this. Most people that go visit a church come back the next time, right? Yeah. I joined on the first day.
2: Did you really?
1: I couldn't. I couldn't even believe. It. I, just, I the Holy Ghost got in me, man. And I stood up and went and committed and, and got saved again. Right there under that, church. and I've n- I've not missed since.
2: Marcus, did you know Pastor before that? No, did you, you'd never talked to him. Of never him never see, heard, heard of, of him. him?
1: Because, like I said, um, everybody had to get delivered from something. And you know, he used to be a rapper, very good at it, good rapper. Uh, always a good person, but he didn't have God in his life like that until he got saved. But um, I heard of him but I never knew him.
2: Yeah, I'm going to come down to that church with you one time. You got to. Yeah, I I do. I'm going to come down there. After the first of the year, I'm going to join you down, and then I'll have you come out to Brookside one week um, and meet Pastor Kent. Uh, Ours is not what you're looking for now because it's a bigger church. Right. I am the... uh, a valet driver. Oh right, right. They, they, nobody Anything lets, to serve the God nobody lets the Lord. me park the car. They, nobody <laughs> trusts me, Marcus. You know they what, said well, I look shady. No,
1: no, you don't look shady. But you know what? They get to know you. They go, you go, you go talk to them for so long, Mike. That's it.
2: You know what, Marcus? <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. Yeah. Maybe they're worried that I'm gonna get in their car yeah. and they're and I'm gonna want them to stay yeah. with me so that I drive around a little bit and tell them stories. Yeah. So this church for you is uh, is home. Have you? Uh, um, have you invited people into that church?
1: Yes, I have. You know, I'm a, a deacon at the church now. Man, I never thought I'd be a deacon. No,
2: Marcus Hines, um, De- deacon. Marcus. Yes, times.
1: there you go. And um, uh, my brother and his wife, my sister-in-law has visited. Um, my sister, um, I have friends that visit, um, and they really want to join, but they got other church homes. But you never know. I'm trying to get my mom and dad to visit, but they work so much. They work apart. They both work part time, and um, they work a lot on Sundays. But hopefully that will change.
2: I, I got a chance to see your dad the other night yes. at our game, and uh, he looks good, man. Yeah, he does. He looks good. I, he's a good man. That's
1: my man right there. It's God and then my dad. It's pretty.
2: Real. He is a good <laughs> man. I, I, yeah. you know what? He's calmed down a little bit on the sidelines.
1: Yeah, he just man. Do you know that's the? I told Paul, it's him. My, my dad loves Paul well shine. Um He, my dad, has a game. Went to a high school game in about four years, and when I came with Paul. He came to a game, open arms. Now he want to come to all of them. Good check.
2: You tell him, we'll put his name on the list. He doesn't have to pay that $5. Oh, yeah. Hey Marcus, where were you? Like when you were in North Carolina, the difference between where you are now in your walk and your faith—you're in a church, a local church in yes. North Carolina—compared to where you're at now.
1: Mate, you know what? Actually, Mike, that church was huge. Uh, Elevations—if you look it up—it's one of the top churches. They got churches all in South Carolina, all over. I mean, uh, he's Elevations is big time. Um, but it was the anointing, just seeing different races, uh, white. Puerto Rican, Mexican, Black—just yeah. all together, just praising God. Um, TD Jakes came in there. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And you see, twelve-year-olds, fifteen-year-olds, sixteen-year-olds praising God
2: of all races. Where, where <laughs> you, where you are personally now with your walk? You, when when you moved back to Milwaukee, and, yeah. you, and you made the comment, "Look, I needed a smaller, more yeah. intimate church." Why, why do you think that was? I,
1: I, I meant I was on my way, like Elevations was doing something to me. But then when I came back here, I didn't want to go anywhere where everybody knew me because right. I'm from Milwaukee. And those other churches, I know a lot of people. I didn't want to get any questions asked. Why are you back? What's going on? What happened? What right. happened between you and your, 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 your ex-wife? Sure. I didn't want to hear none of that. I just wanted to go to a church where nobody knew me.
2: Which is hard for you. Which is hard for me. Because, look, Marcus, and I've said this for years, if you ran for mayor, there's a pretty good chance you'd win. I'm telling you, there's a pretty good chance you'd win. So to go to a smaller church, and and it sounds to me, Marcus, like you were were like, I need to focus on me for a while. Yes,
1: and it was funny because my pastor was like, oh, Marcus, I know you. I know who you are, but... I want watch who you're gonna be once you get done with me you know what I mean that's what i I want to hear that know he, he don't play no games. he's on fire oh he's on fire he knows when I'm not t- when I first came in there you know he' ask me questions and he knew already so he just was a straight shooter with me he'll text me tell me to come over to his home hey I, you got to do this this and this i need this this and this he he wasn't playing no games man and that's what I like
2: Look I, I think it's really important um, that that we as Christian men have other Christian men in our lives that hold us accountable. yeah Pastor Ken Keltner at Brookside Baptist Church holds me accountable. Yes your pastor holds you accountable. Yeah. you're holding me accountable. I'm, I'm holding you accountable. Yeah. I, it's really important we do that when, when I stopped drinking a while ago yeah um, that 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 for me was really important. I uh-huh. told everybody. Told everybody. Yeah, you know, I, I came here at work. Told people. Told a friend. Told family. Because if if I was going to fall off and I was going to start that again, I wanted. Uh, there's enough people that I know as well that would go. Hold on a second. Yeah. Hold on. What do you know? Put that down. What are you thinking? Right, and right. because I was acting a fool when I was doing that, right. and I I didn't need to be doing that anymore. The best part about not drinking for me. I don't lie anymore, Marcus. If I know I'm sitting in a bar and I know I'm not going to be home in a half hour and I call my wife and she says, you're going to be home in a half hour, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I know I'm not going to do that. Right. I don't know, honey. Now it's 45 minutes. Yeah. I'm going to stay at work for 45. You know, tell the truth. Right. Tell, tell the truth, right. and and to to be able to go to Brookside Baptist Church and and he we've been in the Book of Romans for about two years. Yeah. I'm telling you, Pastor Ken laughs, but right. we I know more about the Book of Romans before that. We um, we, we went through at one point through the Book of Ephesians, uh-huh. which is my favorite book. Right. And I you know what what I learned sitting there. Opening the Bible and listening, again different than what I what what I grew up with, yeah. you know. And and same thing I think now for you yeah. with this pastor. Yeah, it is. He he. Yeah. Uh, I I listened to him a little bit online today. He get, yeah, he gets after it. He
1: get after it. He's man. He he's so passionate. He does not care where we are. Where we are. We went to AfroFest. And fights. Well, you know, Afrofest was really good this year, but it was going to be a little mini fight. Yeah, Pastor went right in the middle of them, and he's so anointed. Do you know they dispersed and didn't even fight? He's trying to save lives. I don't care if you wherever you go, he's he don't care he don't care what it is. Man, you know, he, kind of having is. you
2: next to him is good. Yeah. That's a good place. Yeah. Let me ask you this: I, I and I ask all of our ex our our, our guests that that were you know either professional yeah. athletes, Division One. To to walk worthy inside the locker room, sometimes it's a difficult place. It's hard. And and it's interesting when I talk to, to, to guys, and I'll ask them the question, was it easier to walk worthy inside the locker room or outside the locker room? And everybody's got a different answer. It's it's and and it's kind of like well, three of my teammates were strong Christians, but we had to be quiet about it because they thought we were soft. Yeah. And those guys held me accountable, or my friends and family outside the locker room really helped me because that that's where I walked worthy. Um, at at that point in your life, um, was your faith important when you were at UW Green Bay?
1: Yeah, it was because um, even though I wasn't strong in the Word. Dick Bennett was so powerful in the word. He made sure we did those things. We had huddles. Okay. We had the huddles, fellowship yep. of Christian athletes. So we had prayer. So we had a lot of players on our team that were Christians. So even though I wasn't that strong, I still felt it. You, you know, did. I, was, I felt yeah. everything in
2: there. Yeah. So down yeah. from the head the head coach yes. on, on on down, yes. we I know, uh, and I've told this story, Marcus. It's interesting to me. The, the uh, he was a Division three college basketball coach in Indiana. And um, and we talked about the inside the locker room. He said, look, inside the locker room as a coach, I was really solid. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was so open about my faith and I could preach to my players and my staff. And then I walked outside the locker room and I really struggled. Yeah. And he said, I struggle talking to people about right. it. And he said, so I took some classes at church. I read a bunch of books. And then I read a book called I'm Not a Fan. Right. And I spent $3 extra to put this, get this rubber bracelet. I said, I'm not a fan. Mm-hmm. And he said, the book was powerful. And I'm in a in grocery store with that bracelet on. And a woman walked up and saw the bracelet. And she said, who aren't you a fan of? And he said, I'm not a fan of Jesus Christ. Right. And she said, excuse me? Right. He said, I'm not a fan because fans sit on the sidelines. I'm a follower. Can I tell you about it? And she said, yes. And wow. he said, the $3 bracelet opened more doors for me, Wow! but it just took me enough. He said, I was never comfortable with it. Right. I didn't know how to approach it. And that $3 bracelet opened more doors. He said, I've got 50 of them around my house right now. He said, yeah. I'll never leave my house without it. How are you talking about your faith out, out in public? Well, you know, for me, you know,
1: you know, you go around your friends now and they're like, they, they say Deacon Highs. They ain't messing with me. Deacon High, Deacon Marcus. But, um. I just let them say it. And that's it okay. It's okay with me because I know what my faith is. You know, I man, let me tell you my I still go to sports bars, watch the football game, the Packer games. You know, I might have a you know a drink here and there, but I don't get drunk. I right. don't believe in that. But I'm I'm it's sociably for
2: sure. Yeah, and yeah, I can't you know what? I'm hundred percent Irish, Marcus. Yeah. we can't be that way. Yeah. You know, us Irish boys are all in when it comes to that. And I you know what? I look you and I've known each other a long time. You've changed. Yeah, definitely. You've changed. Yeah. And and I praise God for that. I've yeah. changed. And and for you and I, the Lord put us on the same staff together to hold each other accountable. Yeah. There's right. no doubt. He is Marcus Hines, UW Green Bay basketball player from 85 to 89. And and if you watched him in high school, man, he was so fun to watch. He's that had so much success as a coach. Do you, do you like coaching boys better or girls? You've had a lot of success as a girls coach.
1: I'm, I'm back like I like coaching boys better now because I like that athletic. I like to see that shaking back here and there. But the girls, girls, listen. And they will, they will, they will dive for loose balls and run into those, run into a wall for you. Boys get to be prima donnas. sometimes.
2: Yeah, they do. Do you know girls practice harder? Yeah, they, they do. They come to practice every and they day. They take hard. it serious. They do. And then yeah. it's very social once the practice yes. is over. Yes, we both know, and I could name a few guys on our team that they don't come <laughs> to practice hard every day.
1: No. It, it kinda we drives. know the same ones, really, don't we? And me and you, Mike, it's that because we're old now? But back in our fiery days, we wouldn't accept it. But you know what? We got a different generation today, and you just got to learn how to, to 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 approach them in a different way. Yeah, Cause I agree. You will lose them.
2: You will lose them. I agree. He is Marcus Hines. We're going to get to a break, other side of the break. We'll continue our conversation. Again, Marcus Hines from 85 to 89 played at UW-Green Bay. He left our city for a while, but he's back, and I'm so happy he's back. If you want to see him in person, head over to a Green Greendell Martin Luther game. You watch where he sits in the middle of the bench. I sit at the end because I can't sit in the middle because I might yell at these guys too much. He handles all that force. He's the best. Again, Marcus Hines. Let's uh, get you a break. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.
0: Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by fellow windows and doors of Wisconsin. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.
1: All this time.
2: Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Mike McGivern flying solo this week. My special in-studio guest is Marcus Hines. Again, he's a Milwaukee guy, played basketball at Mesmer, played one year at Dominican. Then he went to UW-Green Bay. He's been coaching in this market a long time. He, uh, how long were you in North Carolina? Uh
1: three two and a half years.
2: Were you it was that long? Yes. I it was gonna say a year to a year and a half. About
1: two and a half years. Uh
2: huh. And did you like it there?
1: Yeah, I, I love Charlotte is beautiful. I coach actually I went moved there and uh was a dean of students in our coach high school at Philip O'Berry. Uh coached the division Division One girls. She went to Elon University, got coached a year in the conference, first year in Charlotte. Second year, we did pretty good also. Uh finished second place. Went one game into the playoffs, but I but I just didn't want to coach anymore. I wanted to go into administration. Then I moved back to Milwaukee.
2: What made you come back, Marcus?
1: My mom and dad, and just family, and things weren't working out in my right? relationship. Sure, but I but Charlotte was awesome, but. I'm a Milwaukee native. I think I think it's just I, in my blood.
2: I think you can take the boy out of Milwaukee, but you can't take Milwaukee really out can. of the boy. I don't just think you can. Just that warm
1: feeling. Being around guys like yourself. I just didn't have relationships like that, though.
2: Right. But I,
1: I got in good with a lot of good people. Met some good people in Charlotte. Beautiful four seasons. Beautiful atmosphere. Weather. Had a nice home, but... Just that intimate time with my real friends.
2: Yeah, it's, it, it was time to come home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, and I'm, I'm we're really happy that, that you came home. Yeah. Hey, Marcus, when 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 you get a chance to talk to, to young people um, now about your faith and your walk, what do you think is most important um, to talk to these kids about?
1: Just believing in God. Just believing in yourself. Just doing the right thing. Like when you make decisions now, you want to say, what would God do? You know, and when you're making a decision... If you if you got a second you got a second guess it don't do it you don't know? do it just about being respectful that's our problem with our kids it's not a problem of in the classroom being low level being the best reader or writer it's just the respect factor I think our kids lack that
2: do you know you you grew up with a mom and a dad in yes. your home the, as, be as I as I did you know what <laughs> yeah. I did my dad was a bricklayer and a mason yes and and he um for for the McGivern boys. The worst word in the English language to him was lazy. Don't ever let him call yeah, you lazy. Right. And none of us—I—I uh, got to tell you—we all, you know, work, you know, for job. We just yes. we 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 took that to heart, and I think that we obviously benefited from having a mom and a dad in our in our lives in our house to to direct us and guide us as as men. And I think that's what's missing a lot in the city. And when I talk to
1: kids, you know, Mike, I don't talk to kids and say, hey, I know what you're going through because I don't know what you're going through because I had a mom and dad in my life. So I just try to pour into them and say, hey, I can help you this way. I can't tell you what it feels like not to have a mom and dad, but these are some things I can give you to help you become a better young boy or a young girl and, and being respectful. But my mom and dad instilled in me respect.
2: You know, Marcus I read an article today and it might not be one of the ones that that, that I pulled out, but it talked about, you know, you've seen a lot of hardship in yeah. your life. Oh yeah, you I mean, you really have. you've yeah. seen you've seen friends and in fact, the guy that the, the reason you took over the girls program at Vincent. Was a very good friend of yours yes. past.
1: Christopher Griffin? Yeah, awesome man,
2: awesome man. Yeah. You've seen a lot of hardship in 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 your life, and the, the quote was, "Hey, look, he, he this young man that I've been talking to doesn't have a father figure in his life, so I need to kind of fill that role, not only as a coach, but then be able to to kind of help him become a a strong young man." And I I think now, you know, more than ever, kids need to know about your faith, about my faith, because who knows, the the, the seeds that we plant might be the, the very important later in their lives.
1: Yeah, I tell my students every day, you know, they sometimes think I'm too hard on them. I tell them, you don't have to like me, but you have to respect me. The like and the love comes in when you get older. Right. You, people don't understand that. You know, I'm not trying to win a popularity contest. I'm here to teach you. I'm here to, to, to uh, coach you, but... You, you got to respect me. But when you get older, you're going to understand what I'm talking about.
2: I had this conversation with my son, Matthew, because um, we had this conversation about why he was such a good kid growing up. Yeah. And he said, you know, my faith is really important to me. I never want to disappoint my mom and you scared the living daylights out of me. And I said, Matthew, I wasn't put on this earth to raise a happy child. Right. I was put on this earth to raise a happy adult. Yeah. Are you happy? man? That's and he awful. said, I'm yeah. really happy. I said, yeah. look at that. I did <laughs> something did right. right. I did something right. And he said, you did. Because yeah. I, you know what? The the face side was really important. And I never wanted to disappoint my mom. And, and you really did scare the living daylights out of me. Because right. you were bigger and loud. And you, you yelled a lot. And I said, but you know what? I did it for a reason. And he yeah. said, I see that now. I see that now. So what you're doing with these kids, Marcus, keep it up. Keep up the good work. Hey, before we got to get out in a couple of minutes, your highlight as a basketball player, if you look back and and say, you know what, this is when it was the best for me. Um, When was that?
1: I think it was the best for me when I was in uh, high school, uh, my uh, days at Mesmer. It was lots of fun. My senior year, I'm not saying it wasn't bad at Dominican, but I enjoyed the atmosphere and enjoyed my experience at Dominican back in the Mesmer days in that small gym. Hail you know to, what I'm talking about? Oh
2: yeah, that's my alma mater. You Full bet. Full to
1: capacity.
2: Yeah, it was awesome. Oh, the and they, people in the crowd was sweating because oh. it was hot.
1: And we had the best the cheerleaders.
2: It the, was the just drill the team. Best.
1: Oh man, the drill team was amazing.
2: It was amazing. But
1: back in those Mesmer days, you know, we had over a thousand students back then. It was just the best best so,
2: feeling. So my wife and I both graduated in seventy yeah. seven from Mesmer. She was yes. the captain of cheerleading. Wow. Day after we graduated from high school, she called and asked me out. We've been together ever since. I dated all her friends all through high school. <laughs> Mike, I don't better, know,
1: Mike. You better be quiet. No, hey, I'm just kidding. Kidding. no. She
2: knew because they were all her best yeah, friends. Yeah. I'm just wondering if she's listening, If she if she could go back in time, if she'd make that phone call again. <laughs> Half of me's not sure about I it. I bet she would. I hope she would. You're Mark, a great maybe man. now she you're would. A great man, Mike. Fifteen honestly. years ago, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not. But the Lord has. Uh, That's it. Man, if it, when when I man. fell to my knees, said, "Come on, take me." Help me. Um, thing, things totally changed, Marcus. They just did. I, I'm really happy that you said the, th- the three years at Mesmer. Yeah. When when you went back to coach there, they built that different gym. Yeah. It it was different. I loved You know what? The, the, thank God for it. Yes. It's a beautiful gym. Yes. But, but it, the people that did it's not the same.
1: No. Nah, no, it wasn't the same. Just that... Just you know, Mike Basilli was there back then, and you know Mike Basilli was one of the best coaches ever.
2: Still, I, yep.
1: He's one of my favorite coaches of all time. Now I've, I've played under, and my dad plus him. But um, the it, it, building that big facility is beautiful, but it wasn't just that it, the atmosphere,
2: yeah, wasn't the same. I I agree. And, and c- that Metro
1: Conference, oh you remember my the God, Metro Conference,
2: it I was tell, the best.
1: I tell my city school friends, I think the Metro was 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 just as good as the, the city schools
2: I think it was I it, look conference. and maybe 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 um, I'm wrong but I'm telling you I think that was the best basketball conference the state of Wisconsin ever had I do think about going one week you're going to on Tuesday you're going to Pius then you're going to Marquette and then you're going to St. Catherine's. Then yes. you're going to St. Joe's, who's really Man. good back then. Al and, Steel, Mahorn, yeah. Holly. Oh yeah. Look at I mean, and then Dominican was good <laughs> yeah. and Mesmer yes. was good and Catholic Memorial was Everything was, was competitive. Was, yeah, every night. And you we didn't know any different because yeah. that's what, what our life was. Yes. And then when they broke it apart, uh, you the, realized, you know what? Okay, Tuesday, all we gotta do is roll the ball out. We never had that. Back no, then, Milwaukee no. Lutheran was good. Yes. They were all good.
1: Every school in that conference was good.
2: Yeah. I, I'm not
1: down playing the city, but the Metro. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, you know what? I'm not downplaying the city either. Yeah, they have some
1: studs at the city. <laughs> they do,
2: but there's some some. You know what? They're a little top heavy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even back then, a little top yeah, heavy.
1: Yeah, they were. They were. But Metro was balanced. It was balanced. the board. Yeah.
2: yeah. And and you know they used to say they used to say, hey, you know what? So you want a W I S A A? Big yeah. deal. Well, come come play the big boys. Yeah. And so we did. Now you know what they say. Well, you must recruit. What? Whatever. The
1: I don't wa- they never want to give us no credit. No credit <laughs> at all.
2: Marcus, it's been my pleasure. And, and you know what? I love you as a brother. I love the fact that you're yeah. back in town, over with us. Agreed, down, Martin Luther. Keep walking, worthy.
1: Yeah, I will. That's so Marcus my face, Hines. Get stronger.
2: That's yeah. awesome. This is uh, thanks for listening. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan.
0: You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip for a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people of sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.
1: Was it really amazing grace Now I know for certain, Lord, it was you that rescued me.